Welcome to the Mice and Men podcast. A podcast about that most magical of places, the Disney parks. I'm Brittany. I'm Allie. And I'm Jason. And... I'm Leah. There. And Brian should be joining us sometime later on. And Sam will not be joining us today for our 50th episode spectacular. I don't have music for that, it just sounded cool. You should really have it. It should have its own theme song, really. It, it yes. should. I will find one. Okay, good. Um, this is an important task, Jason. Yes. Do not take it lightly. This could be really <laughs> bad or good. Mm. Alright, that actually was a good choice. Alright. There's the like theme music it. for that. <laughs> So, I guess we'll start off with news from around the world. Um, yeah. Well, how long... When did we start this show? It's been a while. We should reflect on how many years it's taken. We We started started at the end of junior year, right? Yeah, so 2010. Well, you started this... Much earlier. Uh, yeah. May 2010 was when Of Mice and Men podcast started, which is, it's going on three years, two and a half-ish. That's excellent. I think I started sometime in 2009 or 2008, I don't remember. But yeah, so that, that's been a long time. Uh, as far as... Disney World news goes. I've been here. I've seen a lot of changes, I guess you could say. Fast Pass. We were just discussing this before the show, but for our listeners that were not, well, I wasn't recording before the show, so they wouldn't have heard it. But anyway, the new Fast Pass system is Fast Pass Plus, which only a few people are currently using. And that those look like the Mickey polls that you see I think we'll put a link to something in the show notes but they have these polls with a little Mickey face on it and they have them at the fast pass entrances as well as the gates to get into the park and it's a new way to get into the park paper tickets do not work so if you have paper tickets you will not be able to use this feature at this time but people that have their park ticket on their resort room key will be able to there's an RFID card put inside the ticket which allows you to scan it on these machines which allows you entrance to the park as well as getting a fast pass and then returning to the fast pass return time thing 
It's very magical. It sounds very magical. So yeah, that's interesting, to say the least. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Because I feel like I, I feel like I'm more likely to forget the time than you. I mean, I always liked have, or I mean, I like that you were able to have like that card or whatever. Right. To and remind I have a couple you. Saved from like ones I didn't use. I just like them. Because it has, like, the cool, like, the name written, like, all cool on the top and stuff like that. Like, it's a cool, like, souvenir that you normally wouldn't have gotten, I guess. Exactly. And if you have some left over at the end of the day, it's always fun to give them to people as you're leaving the park. But you can't do that anymore. Right. Yeah, because you can't exactly give them your ticket. (laughs) That would be kind of bad. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's good that they're switching over like it's more efficient and saves trees and all that good stuff. But it'll take a little bit to get used to. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And also, uh, this isn't new, but it was exciting. Uh, I like when people go out of their way to make other people's days extra magical, for example. (laughs) I, at the beginning of my trip, I've started playing the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom a little bit more, and I'm trying to collect okay. all 60 cards, because there's 60 you can get for free, and I'll, I'll, there's 70 total, and I must say, I'm not overly, I, I think Disney's kind of being a bit of a ripoff on this, as uh, the only way to get the last 10 cards is by buying a booster pack from the Emporium. And okay. that, that costs you $15. You're guaranteed one of those 10 cards. You don't know which one you get, so if you were to buy uh, 10 packs, you'll probably get duplicates. Right. So, you'll have so people... So you're spending at least like $150. Just to complete the set. So, you have most people oh. that'll be like me, will be like, eh, I'll just get the 60 that are free and try to get those. Right. <clears throat> but anyway, so I was playing, and... I don't know, maybe this lady listens to podcasts, but some lady afterwards was just chilling there, and she, like, pretty much completed the rest of my set. I got, like, 40 cards from her. It was ridiculous. She just has, like, tons of extras, and she just helps people out with their collections. So it's pretty cool. That was the magical moment of the day. A couple days ago. I want to do that. That would be, like, that would be something fun to do, like... I mean, I don't go to the parks all that often, so, I mean, it would be kind of hard for me to collect them because it's, like, I don't know. I don't know if you have to go there all the time or whatever. Yeah, you get one pack of five cards per day. Unless you beat the game in that day, then they give you an extra one for beating it. Oh, that's cool. So you get five a day, and currently I've been getting the one. It's per ticket, and they scan your ticket, which is how they limit them. And I've been going with my brother and both of my parents, and then my grandparents get in today, so I'll be getting 30 cards a day. So with all the extras I have, I'll be going down next summer with one of my friends from college, and he wanted a set, so I'm trying to get him a complete set, and we're going to take all the extras when we go and give them away to people. Oh, that's cool. That's very fun. So we'll be those cool people that are helping others out. (laughs) 
and we'll talk about it on their podcast. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Of course, the uh, new Fantasyland stuff was open. I, I didn't do story time with Val because no one in my family wants to do that. And the line has always been 60 minutes or longer. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of saw the show somewhat before when it wasn't in its own building. And I don't know that it would wait an hour to go on that. Yeah. So, right. uh, And I didn't get a chance to do that Be Our Guest restaurant yet. So hopefully we'll get to do that at some point. But Little Mermaid Ride is quality. Um, it's not like a Fantasyland dark ride. Exactly. It feels more like the Finding Nemo ride at Epcot. So it doesn't have that same dark ride feel. Like, they've introduced new dark rides before, like Winnie the Pooh, and that fits in kind of with the older ones as well. Uh, this one doesn't fit with that theme, but it's still a high-quality attraction overall. Okay. The queue is excellent, to say the least. Yeah. I love their cues in general, though. I just... Was it the Finding Nemo one that had, like, the water? It looked, felt like you were underwater. Yes. Yeah, that one. I loved that one. That one was great. Yeah, this one has some cool effects in it, too. And okay. you board your clamshell. So that it, there's another tie to Finding Nemo. Okay. Clamshells all over again. Except they move forward this time. They kind of move in every direction. They can move freely. But it's that Omni-Mover system. Okay. And you'll go past Scuttle, and he'll be, like, setting up the story. And he'll be turned backwards. And as you're going backwards, there's this effect where they have you, like, going underwater. So they'll blast you with cold air... As you see, uh, kind of water go up the back of the clamshell, in well, technically behind you, but to you it looks like in front of you because you're going backwards. So it looks like you're going underwater while they're doing an air effect that makes it feel like you've gone underwater. So the overall effect is better than I was able to explain it, but you know, I try. I'm excited to go on it. Oh, somebody has company. Is that at any of our houses? No. no. <laughs> it's Brian's house. That's why I'm trying to get back into the house. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Brian locked himself out. Anyway. Uh, to go over and let him in. <laughs> what else is new? Uh, test track refurbishment. Did you see that? I love the test track refurbishment. Now, my brother doesn't care for it as much. He liked the old theming of it, mm-hmm. the test theming. But, because uh, he didn't like it, looks like Tron, essentially, now. Oh. And I was like, you know, it is future world, and the way test track was, it was kind of like today world. So yeah, it, it, it didn't really fit the theme of the land for all the years that it was there. So I think it fits better now. The queue is unrecognizable from what it was before. They pretty much tore out the entire queue and pre-show rooms. And oh. it's completely different. 
The thing I despise about the new test track is Single Rider and Fast Pass are, it's like an app. Single Rider and Fast Pass are like a light version of the ride. The only way to get the full ride experience is through the standard queue. That's weird. Uh, because there's the design center, you get to fully design your own car in the regular queue in Fast Pass and, uh, Single Rider, you go up to the same type of kiosk, but you have to select from, like, ten pre-made cars, so you don't get to design it yourself. You just choose one and go on the ride. Hmm. That's interesting. Which I guess, I guess I understand why they did it, because it makes it go faster, you know? And, you know, for people who are, you know, going by themselves or whatever... Who just want to get on the ride and go so they can meet up with the rest of their party. I guess I understand that. But I I think that's kind of a ripoff. Especially for Fast Pass. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. if, you're, if you're spending all that time, I mean, not all that time, but if you're spending your time to go on this ride, you should be able to have the same, you know, the same features as everybody else. Yeah, we, after seeing that, because I watched a video on YouTube, so I knew what the design thing was supposed to be, and then when we got, we went through the Fast Pass, because we were like, well, we're not going to wait in line for it, if you can get a Fast Pass, and I was like, why is this different now, did they change it, and you go past a glass, uh, a glass wall, you can see into the actual design rooms where the regular line is, and everyone else is designing theirs, I was like, well, now I have to make a special trip to come to Epcot first thing in the morning so I can do this. Right. So, the design process, the tables are similar to some of all thrills, except you make a car, so. Yeah. The, well, that's kind of fun, but... Yeah, the inside is excellent. It has that new ride smell, like they just okay. finished construction where it smells awesome all the way through the ride. Uh-huh. The only thing that does not fit in with the ride is the outside part. I really wish they would have made some sort of inside, put it inside somehow, something. It does not fit in with the rest of the ride at all. Because oh. the entire ride is, like, black with just... And then you just randomly go outside. Yeah, with neon bright lights everywhere, and it's, it's cool. But each... They test four things on your car. I think it's capability, responsiveness, power, and efficiency. At the end of each of those four tests on the ride, they have a screen where you're... Cause when you get, I should have explained this first. Did somebody... Is somebody dying? What is that? It wasn't me. It's breaking oh, into his house. Okay, Brian was breaking into his house. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I, I should have mentioned this. So you, I'll I'll go through the whole process again because I'm probably getting everyone confused. So you enter the ride. Yes. Once you get up to right before you get to the design tables, they give you this little white plastic card which is has the RFID thing. They're really pushing that technology here. Okay. So you get one of those and you scan that on the machine that you design on or select your car from if you're in fast pass and single rider <clears throat> and then that card will be associated with whatever design you make 
When you get to the ride, there's another scanner, and you scan it for your spot in the car. There are six spots. At the end of each of those four tests I mentioned before, there's a scoreboard showing whose car was the best at that particular test. Oh, that's cool. So it shows uh, who's doing the best overall in the car. So your goal is to design a car that will survive these tests? Yeah, you're trying to make them the best overall car. At the very end of the ride, when you exit, there's a scoring area where you scan it into the main computer, and there's the best car of the day that has the best rating overall, and you try to get the best overall rating of the day. Uh, after that, they have a few other games that are amusing and fun. You can scan your card and make uh, your own commercial for that car that you designed. It's actually pretty quick. It only takes like two or three minutes, but it's cool. You get to choose your narrator, uh, location of the commercial, and the music. And then you can email it to yourself. Excellent. You can... What is the other game? You can scan your car uh, into a racing game, and there's a steering wheel there, and you can race your car against other people's, as well as a take a picture with your car. There'll be a green screen, and they scan your card, and you get your picture taken next to the car you designed, essentially. I think that's how it's ideally supposed to work. Whether or not it actually works, I don't know, as I have not actually seen that one. And you do, you do not get to keep this card that you were given at the beginning. There is a return box for those cards when you're oh, done. Okay. So it's not like some of Altero's where you get to keep the... Right. It's a higher quality card. It's like a room key thickness. Oh, okay. So, and there's no design on it. It's plain white, so I don't know why anyone would want to take one. Yeah. Disney made the smart choice there by not putting a design on it. They Then they would have been prone to getting stolen. Right. So they're quite boring, to say the least. But the ride itself is excellent. I like it better. Plus it smells great now, so... <laughs> never opposed to that. That's like the whole new test track experience. Uh, finally, the monorail situation. I don't remember when they fixed that, but this is the first time I've seen it. They are back up to 12 monorails for the first time since that monorail accident. When was that? Um, uh, Alright, I'm going to look this up real quick. When that accident was, because I think it's been a long time since they... uh, 2009 was when that accident was, and they have not had a full fleet of 12 monorails again until this year. What happened with that accident? Like, I don't know what happened. Um, well, that's not helpful at all, this article. But basically, from what I understand, they were switching a new monorail onto the track. Whoever was driving monorail pink was not paying attention. And... They crashed into Monorail Purple, which was in the station at Magic Kingdom. Or at Transportation and Ticket Center. Sorry. Uh. Uh. The driver of Monorail Purple was the one that died. Uh. He desperately tried to put his Monorail in reverse and get the hell out. But it didn't work. 
guess I knew that someone died. Yeah, it was just the driver, and that's why you're no longer allowed to ride in the front cab at all. Oh, okay. So now the new monorail is Monorail Peach. The one that everyone thought was Monorail Peach is actually Monorail Coral, for those of us that were not aware. And essentially, Monorail Peach, I've seen it, it looks like Monorail Gold without it being sparkly. So it's kind of confusing to tell the two apart. Yeah. And... They have decided to continue their idea of advertising movies on their monorails, which I really am not a fan of. Uh, the previous, the first one was Tron, which we all knew about before. The current one is The Avengers. Like, they, they're, no, they just need to not do this. Like, monorails yeah. need to have their nice stripes. I like those. They're, they're, yeah, I agree. I mean, unless if it's something like spectacular or like out of the ordinary or yeah, unless it's, like if there's some if it's something that fits in if it fits in with disney i say yeah uh disneyland yeah, right. did the finding nemo subs ones and i was okay with that mm-hmm. they fit mm-hmm. in with the theming but yeah the avengers and tron just don't it just yeah, doesn't no, work that's not what people think of when they think of disney Tron, you could at least pull off. They only ran that one on the Epcot loop. The Avengers one has only been run on the Magic Kingdom loop. Oh, that's That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think not. Which is weird, because when people, at least in Florida, when people think of, like, the Avengers in Marvel, they think of Universal. Yeah. If anything, that seems counterproductive. Yeah, that's what I would think of too. I mean, I we everybody obviously know well not everybody, but a lot of people know that you know Disney and Marvel are are together. Well, but it's like when you think of superheroes, you think more of Universal than you do of Disney. Yeah, and the the only other problem I see with it is if they keep thinking this is a good idea, I don't know if we're gonna get to the point where all twelve monorails are gonna be advertisements for different movies and then it's just gone too far. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it returning to whatever it was. I believe the monorail that is currently covered is monorail coral. You can, cause they only paint the outside. There's that thick part of the door where you can kind of see the inner part, and you can still see what stripe it is, and I'm pretty sure it's Monorail Coral is the one that's currently with the Avengers theme on it. So there's only the one? Yeah, there's only one currently, and the Monorail Tron was uh, taken off a while ago and repainted to whatever it was. So, yep. Oh, they also have, they redid the pre-recorded announcements on the Monorail, and the new the new narrator blows. I'm just going to be honest. Not good at all. The uh, the new spiel on the monorails sounds like when you type something in a Microsoft Word and have the computer speak it back to you. Oh. So the only thing that has stayed the same is the stand clear of the doors and the Spanish part of that. 
That is the only thing that is the same. And in, I, I looked this up. Interestingly enough, that has been the same for a long time. They've had four different uh, spiels. This is the the current one is the fourth one. And that stand clear of the doors instruction is from the very first guy. So that has been the same throughout all of them. So that is the only thing that has remained the same. Otherwise, the new spiel is different. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's new since we've been here. I don't think there's anything else new. I still definitely think people should get their dull whips at the Polynesian. You get more for your money. You get to make them yourself. I told my family that last time we were there, so we went to the Polynesian. It's at Captain Cook's. You found it? You found it okay, right? Yeah. Excellent. My brother is ridiculously good at making them. We, The looks cast members give us, just the bewilderment and amazement they have at how much Dole Whip we managed to fit in that cup. <laughs> there, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of the times, there's a good five inches of Dole Whip above the top of the cup. Nice. That's impressive. And my that brother, impressive. my brother's much better than me. And there's no hole in the center like they do in the parks. <laughs> he found a way to make it like thick all the way through. There's no hole in the center. It's just completely filled. The other thing he does is he fills up the cup first. And then pounds it down so there's no air holes anywhere in the cup. <laughs> we literally, they literally lose money on that. They have to with the amount that we put in there. Well, guessing most people aren't. Well, at least on us, other people they probably make their money on, but right, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure for the like few people who like go there all the time like you do and know exactly how to do it i'm sure they're still coming out pretty far ahead otherwise they would have stopped that right away you know yeah and the cast members to do your own if they would have if it wasn't worth it you know yeah the cast members like it because they probably like these are way overpriced look at those people taking advantage of it good for them We had one that came over, and she was like, nice job. I've never seen anyone be able to get them so tall out of the cup. I was like, yep. <laughs> well, that's how we do. But, yeah, I think that's all that's new, necessarily. Yeah, but with this new Fast Pass Plus that I mentioned before, like, almost everything has a Fast Pass now. Which is... Like Goofy's Barnstormer has Fast Pass now. Does that ride? That's a 17 second ride. I've timed it. That never has a line. Why on earth does it need a Fast Pass? That's just. I think they're wasting money on some of these things. But, oh well. If they can do it, they will do it. Right. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. Yeah, and then uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train Coaster is currently under construction. I've seen it. The track isn't even done yet, and it's not due to be done until 2014. So, <clears throat> But they have that, uh, whatever that is, that metal mesh metal kind of thing that they put on the outside that's the framework for what the rock work's supposed to look like. 
So that's yes. on there. So I kind of see what the mountain will look like to some extent. But it definitely makes the pathways between the walled-off area and aerial are really small. So that gets really crowded. So that's kind of tough at the current moment. And with that, we should head into the main part of the show. There was a lot of news. I wasn't expecting there to be as many changes as there were when I got here, to be honest. So, yeah, we were going to discuss... Well, we were talking about fast passes, so what rides should have fast passes that don't have fast passes? Um... everything they need. I don't know. I just thought I just randomly thought of that. I was like, yeah, that might be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have all the big rides, you know, which is important, like all the ones that are iconic. Yeah. yeah. Fast passes, which is good. Right. You know. Other than that, all the other ones, like, most of them don't really compare. I don't know. The other thing they could do really is adding them for some of the shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. That'd be a good idea. That's the only real thing I can think of that they could add them to. Well. Yeah, I was anticipating there being more to talk about on that than there was. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Does, um, Dinosaur have one? Yep. Does it really? It has a Fast Pass return. I don't know where the Fast Pass kiosk is. I have no idea where that Fast Pass kiosk is. And then I guess they should make that more available. Yeah, I think it's off on the side somewhere. It's hard to find. You have to ask a cast member. Hmm. I think there are some that don't necessarily need a Fast Pass. Dinosaur doesn't need one. Right, Dinosaur doesn't. Um, what was the other one that when I was there it didn't make any sense? Oh, I don't remember. There was one that I was like, why in the world does this have... I don't remember what it was. Was it worse than Barnstormer? No, that's, probably that's, not. that's pretty bad. <laughs> I think Dumbo has a fast pass now, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that makes sense, though, because Dumbo is very popular. Except Dumbo isn't... They have this new Q-less line. I think we may have discussed this previously. I do not remember this. You like you take a number, and then you play around. They have a playground inside a giant tent, circus tent. And then once your number's yeah. called, you get to proceed to the ride. So it's yeah. it's definitely meant for little kids parents can sit around so i'd assume like people our age would just have to sit around in there so it is essentially like a line still but it's easier on the kids i guess yeah i guess that makes sense i mean it work i don't know i haven't tried it out 
sounds a lot better than what they had. Yeah, and, and the two like Dumbos, the, two Dumbos look weird in the park. I'll be honest. That's yeah, I'm not such a fan of that. That's just so so. Now, th- my brother and I were walking through Tomorrowland yesterday, and they have this club six two six. It's like some dance party with Stitch. My <laughs> goodness, some of the music they play is music that I don't really think is appropriate to be playing at Disney Parks, given anything that's dirty in said songs is obviously edited out, but still, it's music I don't picture hearing when I'm going through Disney World. Hmm. Yeah. Especially at what? the Magic Kingdom. For example, I, I'm i in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. I, I don't want to hear Flow Rider. No. Ever. No, he should just get out. I was all right with Dead Mouse though. There was some of that. <laughs> I think once. The 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 new music they play in Club Cool is excellent. It's all like Dead Mouse and EDM stuff, and that works for Club Cool, just not for Tomorrowland. Mhm. It's just GTFO Tomorrowland. In my opinion, that needs to like go away. Yeah, I like the music they've had in Tomorrowland. Like the more score, future Yeah, and they only play this other stuff during the uh, dance party with Stitch. Oh, okay. Which also features Chip and Dale and Pluto and Goofy. And Goofy was doing some sexual dance moves. My brother pointed that out. <laughs> it was... Uh, <laughs> My brother's like, Goofy's going to get talked to tomorrow. <laughs> For sure. It, questionable. That whole thing was all sorts of questionable, to be honest. Another interesting story from today. We rode Kali River Rapids. Mm-hmm. Everyone in our little tube or raft took their shirts off. Not even oh. kidding. There were at least four girls on that raft. Just letting you know. Yeah. It was like a whole nudist colony thing going on. (laughs) It was... At least they were wearing, like, something under the shirt. Just saying. So it wasn't completely unclassy. Alright. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Because normally it's just, like... The girls are there with their boyfriend or whatever, and the guy's just like, oh, I'm taking my shirt off. I don't want it wet when I'm walking around later. The girls are just like, yep, we're with you. It's like, okay. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. It was interesting, to say the least. Was not expecting that. But, yeah. Anyway, what was our other topic? The uh, potential fifth gate at Walt Disney World? Fifth theme park yeah yeah excellent we should discuss that okay let's go you start all right well i had an idea which i've started a blog on i was looking if anyone else had either ideas to add to mine or had their own ideas because coming up with a theme would probably be the hardest part right and yeah the blog is for those of you that have not checked out our website is on there we have a whole lot of stuff on our website. We have that's 
Our website, by the way, is ofmicemenpodcast.blogspot.com. We have links to all of our other good stuff. We have a blog there that features all of our updates, as well as an about section about us that basically has our thing that's about us on iTunes as well. That's a really good description of the show. has our cast and crew page where you can see who's responsible for this program, whether you like it or not. If you like it, you can thank us, or if you don't like it, you can hold us responsible personally then. Uh, We have an episodes list, which, by the way, I mentioned in the last show, but it was a non-studio show. We're in our second series of the show. I would have made it seasons, but it's not an annual thing, so I figured series works better. Um, But I've kind of, this is like for all of us, I've looked back and like looked at old episodes and like try to figure out what I can do to make the show better. And I think each of us personally will look at what we can do to improve ourselves as far as discussions go, like not eating during the show. <laughs> that was a bad idea. Rookie yeah. mistake. Yep. We so learned. yeah, stuff like that though. I feel like we're in college and we don't like if this was your job, you'd probably look back after each episode and we wouldn't have to do series. But in college, other stuff takes precedent over it, so I think it's good every once in a while to step back and look at what we can do to improve. So, yeah, that's on, you'll see that on the episodes page. Series 1 was episode 0 through 49, and 49.5 and 50 are, which is what you're listening to now, are the beginning of Series 2. Which features new theme music. Yay. Yay! That just started in this episode. It is a, like, techno house remix of Part of Your World from Little Mermaid. It's it's pretty good. We also have on our website a reviews page. Uh, It's a separate blog where we review Disney restaurants, hotels, etc., by the way, other hosts, if you have reviews, just, like, post a short review on Facebook, and I'll post it over there. All right. Excellent. I'm checking it out right now, actually. Mm-hmm. We, I didn't know about this page. It's new. I've added a bunch of stuff towards the end of the semester. <laughs> we also have our links to Twitter, Tumblr, and iTunes, as well as The Fifth Gate, which is the blog about the Fifth Walt Disney World Park that I'm speculating Keep in mind, listeners, we are not saying that this is in the works by Disney or anything. This is just us coming up with ideas just for fun, just because we're cool. That's what it is. Yeah, we are. Yeah, just figured people should know that it's not actually happening. Yeah, no, that's good on your part. Yeah, we don't want to confuse anybody. there are any Imagineers listening. Yes, and they should. Yes, they definitely should. I'm up with yet, but it'll be good. The theme that I came up with for a park that could work, or that I would enjoy at least, would be from the Epic Mickey video game based on Cartoon Wasteland. I don't know if you've seen anything about that. I haven't played the game, but I've seen pictures. And essentially what it is, is it's like all the rides that have been taken out of Disney. So like Horizons would be there. 
Uh, Flight to the Moon, Mission to Mars, Alien Encounter. Those would all be in the same land, though. I haven't thought of other lands. As well as, in the game, they have a whole Oswald-themed land. So this would be a park for Oswald to kind of take his own area instead of trying to poke his uh, butt into the Magic Kingdom, which has happened with these Oswald ear hats. They look absolutely bad. But I mean, which is... Like, if they were to make a, you know, another park or whatever, that would be good to kind of incorporate Oswald in there because, you they, know. Yeah, they did just spend the money to buy him back, so they, you kind of think that they should do something with that. Right, and just because it was one of the original things Walt worked on, you True. know, just so people who are either new to Disney or who don't necessarily know the story can kind of see what exactly Oswald is about and kind of see, you know, who he is and things like that, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Fun fact for all of our listeners, in case you didn't know this, I always like to clarify this because it's the most uh, commonly misknown thing. Walt Disney did not draw Mickey Mouse. Get that out of your heads. It was one of his animators that drew it. So Walt actually never did come up with the idea when he uh, he helped come up with the idea, but he did not draw that on the train returning home to mm-hmm. California from that bad business deal where he lost Oswald. No, he did not come up with it. You're giving him way too much credit. But it was one of his top animators and one of his only animators that stayed with him when all the other animators went over to Universal to stay working on Oswald. So, one of the few guys loyal to Walt came up with that. Fun fact of the day. That is a fun fact of the day. Butter fact, I'm back. Oh, that is even more fun. Even more fun. Brian's back. Oh, and Leah had to leave because the internet's not agreeing with your laptop and won't connect at all anymore. Okay. But she says goodbye to everyone. Oh, well, that is very nice of her. And for those of you listeners that love Brian, that's it's still good news because Brian's here. Those of you that prefer Leah, that's too bad. Brian's here. <laughs> Depends how you feel about Brian. I think everybody loves Brian, though, because he says fun things. Hey. He says things, you know, similar to... <laughs> similar to that. So anyway, it, it is time to get Brian caught up. We are currently talking about a potential fifth park for Walt Disney World and what kind of theme we want to go with. We chose, or what I suggested was a, have you ever heard of Epic Mickey, the video game? A little, yeah. The cartoon wasteland from there was the kind of theme I'm looking at, except like a cleaned up Disneyer version of it, <laughs> if that's a word. Uh, so basically it would have all rides that have been taken out of other Disney parks, as well as rides that have never been built, as well as a land for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which Disney recently repurchased. And that's where we got to. So some of the things that I was thinking of, of lands for it, I only came up with three. We have Futureport, which... If you've been on Horizons, you remember that was the queue area was Futureport. 
except Future Port would be an all-encompassing land for all the future rides. Beastly Kingdom would make its way into this park as well. If Animal Kingdom doesn't claim it. Just saying. Animal Kingdom could still do that. Fit better in Animal Kingdom. What, Beastly? Yeah. But I wouldn't mind putting it in this park if Animal Kingdom's not going to take it. Yeah, that's true. I'd rather have it than not have it. Yeah. And then there'd be an international land of some sort similar to World Showcase where there where we can have the pavilions for countries that were planned but never built, such as Switzerland, which was going to have a Matterhorn Mountain, as well as Israel, Spain, Venezuela, and the United Arab Emirates, or UAE, for those of us that like abbreviations. Those are the lands I came up with. The only specific land I went into detail on was the future port. Mm-hmm. Basically, instead of being a queue, it would be an entire land. If you remember from... Have you all seen Wreck-It Ralph? No. Never mind. No. I want to see it really bad. I didn't have any free time, so I haven't done anything for Okay. Then that would be a bad comparison. Um... <laughs> Basically, you're looking at, like, a larger indoor area, similar to one of the Interventions areas. So kind of, except it would be futuristic theme, like the Future Port. And it'd be like a modern-day airport with a Disney twist. Of course, it would be darker, because it's Future Port. I was thinking, like, the queue in Space Mountain 2, where you kind of look up and you see all the stars, you'd be seeing that in this area. In all the lines for rides in this land would stem from this one area. They could be a longer queue, you'd have to walk a longer way, but it would all come from a single place. I'm not sure what I think about that. I'd have to draw a picture. Because I'm terrible at explaining it, but I will... Yeah, eventually I will draw a picture and send it. You'll see that on the website later. But, you know, if anybody else has ride ideas or land ideas, that'd be cool. Um. Hmm. Is this... Let me think. I'm not one for the ideas as much as tell me what to do and I'll try to design it. <laughs> Today. All right. Um, well, luckily for us, I have a backup idea of a discussion topic. <laughs> um, have we talked about restaurants? Maybe. I don't remember. All right. Then we'll talk about restaurants. Okay. Sounds good. Top 10 restaurants. Ooh. Or top five. Jason, do you eat at all? The Beast Castle? No, I haven't done that yet. I'm hoping I'll get to. But, oh yeah, Brian, you missed a great story. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Okay. Essentially, went on Collie River Rapids, everybody took their shirt off. There were four girls on the raft, too. End of story. Yep. They were wearing something under it, though. Not another shirt, but, like, something... Not a tank top either. Nope. 
bra? Yeah, pretty much just a bra or a bikini. I couldn't really tell. Some of them, like, were borderline design. It could have gone either way. It could have been one or the other. I couldn't really tell. Huh. But I wasn't expecting it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the reason Jason loves Disney. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, everyone should do their top five restaurants. Is anybody ready? Because I'm going to run and grab a computer charger while somebody's listing theirs off. Um. I, can, I don't have a top five. I just kind of, as they come to mind, I shoot them out. Yep, go. All right, go, Brian. Um, even though I've never actually been there, I'm just going to put out the, uh, I'm not sure what it's called, at Beast's Castle. Mm-hmm. Is, I've seen pictures and heard from someone that has eaten there that it is amazing, and the gray stuff is actually very delicious. Mm-hmm. So I have to go with that's a great tie-in. Plus, if you look, the more pictures you're eating, like, with the rose. It's just a really cool, really cool venue. Yeah, that sounds very fun. Oh, very well. Um... What else is there? Oh, I forget what it's. Uh, the place with the chili dogs. Oh, uh, Casey's Corner. Yes, Casey's Corner. That okay. I love. It's so good. It looks good. I mean, I like hot dogs. <laughs> and those were amazing. Um, do you guys have any other suggestions? Oh. Mm. I don't know if you can call it a restaurant, but, uh, Dole Whips. Oh. You can yeah. call Dole Whips a restaurant. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we a restaurant just because they're... We will allow it. Yes. I think the way this should work, I think Brian started us off well. We'll just keep throwing out ideas of really great Disney restaurants to kind of say what we like about them. Okay. All right. Jason, you'll know this because I'm not going to call the names, but it's, uh... One of the really nice restaurants at a hotel. Oh, well, like the no. like the most expensive one in all of Disney World. I think so. Victoria and Alberts. No, I will go there someday. <laughs> I, I, I I told my brother I'm determined to go there, and get the chef's table where you're in the kitchen and they make you your own custom menu, and yeah, demand no, that I get hamburgers. Not. Just because I can. If I'm going to go... Was it at the Grand Floridian? Yeah, what hotel? Would that help? That would help us a little bit. What hotel? Couldn't tell you. Because I know Narcosis is at the Grand Floridian. That's that's it. Okay. Yeah. That place was really good. I went there the week after we were all there. I went with my family. We got to eat at nice places like that. Hmm. I know the last time I was there with my family, we went to Citricos, which is also at the Grand Floridian, and it was, like, the best food ever. Also, ooh, ooh, the restaurant in France in Epco. Uh, I don't know what that one's called. Uh, Chef de France? Sure, they had really, really I good I think that chocolate. might be it. I could yeah. be wrong. Who knows? Phenomenal chocolate cake. Yum. Funny story with that. I'm there with my family, right? Mm-hmm. And dessert, and our little cousin that's there with us isn't gonna eat her dessert, so they give it to me and my brother to split up. You know all that old uh, the halfsies rule, right? You cut, I pick the half. Yeah. I let my brother cut. That smart Alec decides to uh, cut off all the frosting 
just glaring at him, my dad, who starts laughing, just <laughs> the entire plate. So I got the whole piece. But then my brother's ticked off, because it, it was a wonderful idea, and a legal move within the rules of you cut, I choose. Right. But it was a, he's a mean person. That's funny. I got the cakes. So I'll nominate, um, uh, oh, shoot. Rose and Crown Pub in UK. Mm-hmm. Especially nice. if you get to watching Illuminations from the patio while you're eating. Ooh, I bet that would be cool. What kind of muffin is this? Now that I remember it, I believe we've talked about restaurants before at some point, because for some reason I recall... Leah would want to nominate the Le Cellier Steakhouse in Canada. She likes Leah some dessert there. It's a steakhouse, I nominate it. <laughs> Brian, if it's a restaurant, you nominate it. Uh, I want to nominate the Wolfgang Puck Express. Oh, I'm sorry, Ellie. No, that's okay, honey. Just because it was wonderful and it tastes great and i think pretty much because we got our 90 dollar meal for free i think that might have been a key factor in it but plus the server was really nice yeah i liked him yes he was great jason another one for a friend of you yeah downtown disney on the docks fulton's crab house yes excellent the one that's on the boat? No, not on the boat. Was it seafood? I'm trying to remember that. I just remember it was really good food. And you have to, like, watch. It was right by where they, like, do the check-in jet skis or all that. Here, I'm going to pull up a map of downtown Disney. I have no idea what place you mean. Oh, I also want to do, wait. Whichever place we had, like, Asian food at... Not at Epcot, but at um, Animal Kingdom when we all went. The Yak and Yeti? Yeah. That's pretty much, like, the only place I eat in Animal Kingdom. I liked that a lot. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not on the docks, but it's close to the docks. Okay. Um, I'm going to just have a picture. Brian's trying to find it. Whole list. It's not giving me the like the legend and all that too. Cool face. Oh, there's one with it. Da, 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 da. You guys can. Okay, I'll. Be oh, a- after this point, we will try to wrap up the show just a little bit as we're approaching an hour. So. So we'll try to do that as soon as Brian finds it. Try. Yep. Um. family likes a lot in downtown Disney is the Earl of Sandwich. They make really good sandwiches. It's delicious. I would hope they make good sandwiches, especially if he's the Earl of the Sandwiches. I don't know what it's called, but uh, the uh, Yardelli Fountain and Chocolate Shop. Yes, I agree. That is a good place. And then, might have been Captain Jack's. I don't know. I don't know. This map isn't 
I agree. Did Brian ever find his? Yeah. Um, I'm struck. No. 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 I don't know. There's, I found a found picture of it. Like I can show it where it is, but it won't give me the ledger with it. What? What's the What's the theme of this restaurant? Um, you're like on a dock, and it's like you you honestly eat in an octagon around the little like bay cove in the marketplace. All right. Well, I'm sure our listeners could search it out. It is Captain Jack's. Okay. All right. Excellent. I got one more place. One more place, and then we'll wrap up the show in our last two minutes. Go ahead. Uh, Cinderella's Royal Table, where you can have, like, breakfast with the princesses. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be fun. That That is, like, the best one of the best memories I have from going to Disney for the first time was being able to eat breakfast with the princesses. So I just want to include that one. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Well, I will be heading back to the theme park soon. So Lucky. that's why Jason wants to finish this up. Right. Yeah. You know, plus it's really nice out. So, Got to get my tan on. Didn't even invite us. Yeah, Brian, you're invited to come down next year. There you go. That's that's not this year, bro. That's, that's <laughs> next year. That's a whole year away. Do you want to be uninvited, Brian? I want to be invited to right now. <laughs> okay, if you can come down right now, you can come. And we can go down to Disney World in January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too bad I have to be back at school on the second. Ew. No. Ew. That's really soon. So yeah. You're invited next year. Excellent. Well, um, this has been our 50th episode spectacular. Woohoo. Yeah. Woo-hoo. It, wa- it, it, was ex- it was quite spectacular. Um, <laughs> I think. We will also be having an audio, in-park audio piece. I'm... Not 100% sure what it's going to be right now. I'm debating between Illuminations and something else. I'm not really sure. So we'll you see. Do illuminations. I love that show. I'm a little biased. <laughs> I think fireworks would be a good way to celebrate. So we'll probably put Illuminations in there. And that will be coming up right after uh, we sign off here. You'll hear that. And then we'll go into the... Uh, 
Disney music at the end, which each of us will choose a song, but we'll take care of that later. So, that being said, be sure to check us out online. We Our website, again, is ofmicemenpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also reach us by email. What is that, Allie? Um, I believe it's ofmicemenpodcast at gmail.com. It, it but, is. Okay. And we're also on Twitter somewhere, Brian. <laughs> Brian doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> Brian isn't in charge of that. That was usually Sam's. That is usually Sam's. I was hoping Brian could cover that. I, I believe that it is Mice and Men Podcast. I know I'm following it on Twitter. It is. That is correct. That is what it is. So I think that's all of our places. Any of our other spots? We should get a MySpace. <laughs> we should not get a MySpace. All of our other uh, links you can find on our website, which I mentioned before, of mysmnpodcast.blogspot.com. We have links. Oh, we had, we had a link there to Twitter, too. We have links to Twitter, Tumblr, and iTunes. Uh, you can find our group on Facebook. Just search us in the search bar. And... We're awesome. Yeah, I think that's it. So, thanks for tuning in to today's show, and we will see you all in the next episode. They only got like ten minutes of Brian. I know they're highly disappointed, but you'll have to be get their Brian fix in the next episode. We'll put extra. Assuming you can actually come, which is not a good assumption to make. I have an easier semester next semester, so okay. we can hope. I'll put more of Brian's girly screaming in there. That'll help satisfy those Brian lovers out there. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, everybody.
still called Illuminations, it was just a uh, different show. I could be wrong though, I've been wrong in the past. on the barges, I bet. They do have a couple of alternate songs that aren't often used. Kind of disappointing after they had, like, the one that they normally end with is a really good build-up, in my opinion. Good build-up song. Yeah, this one does kind of well. Good evening. On behalf of Walt Disney World, the place where dreams come true, we welcome all of you to Epcot and World Showcase. We're gathered here tonight as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us to share the light and to share a story. An amazing story, as old as time itself, but still being written. And though each of us has our own individual stories to tell, a true adventure emerges when we bring them all together as one. We hope you enjoy our story tonight. Reflections of Earth.
I could 